storyboarding is the job is a job where you can't just phone it in. You really have to connect with that creative ether that, that you're drawing inspiration from. And if you don't connect with it, it's like you're you're it's like you have to force it almost to to hit that. So you just kind of just start drawing, even if it looks dumb. Eventually, you you kind of hit that groove and then you're you're off to the races. That's Jeremy Robinson. I'm Greg Baird. You're listening to the Photo Gregor podcast. Today, my guest is Jeremy Robinson. Jeremy is a longtime friend of mine. He lives down the street. He is an animator for The Simpsons, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, so we are here today with Jeremy Robinson. He is a neighbor of mine, and he has one of the coolest jobs that I think I've heard of. Uh, and I, I would bet that most of my listeners don't know somebody who does what he does. So we're going to talk about it. Jeremy, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, yeah, I think what you do is interesting. What do you do? Well, I currently am an animator on The Simpsons. And how long have you been doing that? Oh my gosh. Uh, I started in June 1996. 96. So how many, they've had 30 seasons and you've been around, you've done about 20 of them. It's like, and that or just round numbers, right? I mean, I've done probably, so I did take, you know, I did go on a mission and I, I took two years off, but pretty much after that, I went right back in to the, to the show. I've done a few side projects, you know, since then, but um, yeah, I've been pretty much steadily on The Simpsons for over well over 20 years, so <laughs> which is insane. So tell me what I mean, like, what exactly do you do? I, I, I remember seeing a brief thing that you were working on, but 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 uh, and I could describe that another time. But what what is it you do exactly right now? Currently, I'm doing I'm a storyboard artist. Um, so that, that means I take the script from, you know, the writers will write, you know, a bunch of scripts and then they'll have, they'll break it up into 22 episodes in a season and, um, I'll take a script and it's usually three artists per episode and I will take the script and turn it into a, a cohesive you know, show basically, um, I'll, I'll plot out the staging. I'll put, you know, some acting in there. Um, and then that's, that's pretty much it. So you're talking stills there. Um, there is stills, but there is a lot of posing as well. Sure. It's not just, it, it's not a fully realized, um, episode, but it is pretty much the shots you're going to have are, are what I come up with. Okay. That's interesting. So I, I'm sure that's not writing, but it has it has a lot to do with how the story unfolds. Sure, yeah. It's definitely a storytelling job. You're telling someone else's story, but it, it's like they can tell the story in the script and it might be funny, but it has to be realized in a way that can be, you know, they can write a bunch of things and then it might not make sense when you actually try to put it down on paper. Oh, okay. You know, and so 
our job is to sort of interpret a little bit of what the writers, you know, have written. Usually they're pretty, pretty detailed and pretty good about it and stuff. But, and part of it is that they want to see how their jokes are playing as well. Before so, you put all the money mm-hmm. into animating it for real. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Cause last time I talked to you um, uh, about it is you had moved to, I believe Los Angeles mm-hmm. and you were, um, you were, you were a director from, for some episodes. I was an assistant director. Okay. Yeah. And so, so now this is kind of like before the direct director stuff. Now you're kind right. of, you're laying the groundwork so that a director can do their job. Yeah. And the director is involved in this stage, but it's like, he'll give notes before you, you know, jump into it. Um, but then, you know, once, once he gives his notes, you're on your own and, you know, you can ask questions, but for the most part, you're, you know, you're uh, sitting in your room and panicking that you're getting it wrong or getting it right. And, you know, <laughs> do you have a bit of anxiety every, every time, every time, every time. Every time. time. Well, so how do you overcome that? You have the meeting and you go through, it, you know, so there's, there's two weeks of when, when you're doing the roughs mm. um, and you, that's when you're pretty much on your own. And then you, you have a meeting, it's called a rough meeting where um, all the, the other, all the, you have the director, you have some assistant, you have like the, the, you know, a couple of the animation side of the, the producers and a couple of other creative people and all the other storyboard artists. And so, um, you, you go in the rough meeting and they play your, your sequence, you know, in front of everybody. And, and did they already have all the sound at that point? They've, uh, yeah. I'm using sound when I, when I, when I storyboard. Okay, so cool. Um, sometimes it's temp tracks, but you know, you still have something to work like from. stand-ins possibly not, yeah. not the, not the actual stars, but usually it's the stars, but th- sometimes they, they aren't able to, you know, they're scheduling or something. I don't know what sure. it is, but sure. Um, well, they're, they're kind of like the face of the organization. I mean, they're the ones that go out to comic cons and, yeah. and, and uh, or I guess at conventions of sure. any kind. Sure. Yeah. They're the ones that are out in the public. So sometimes they, you know, you, it's the interesting thing is you can start the whole project without, without the, without the stars being yeah, involved. Yeah. So how many animators, you said three anim- animators per episode? Three more? storyboard artists. Yeah. Okay. Um, it can be more depending on the schedule. Like sometimes it's a very tight schedule. So it's literally every two weeks there's a new one starting. Um, so it's, it's a, it's like a, it's like a train that is just not stopping. So if there's a holiday, doesn't matter. They're going to keep, that same schedule. So sometimes they'll have an extra artist come in and help and stuff, but for the most part, it's just three. Wow. So it's kind of like a trash collecting. There might be a holiday, but That's somehow they, analogy. they have to get, <laughs> I know. Right. But they have to get to everybody's house that week, regardless yeah. if there's a holiday or not. So, yeah. so you, they are, they always come a day late in their neighborhood. They say, right. okay, well, <laughs> if there's a holiday, we're coming on Wednesdays instead right. of Tuesdays. But I always think to myself, so are they double dipping on Saturdays? I mean, yeah, what? Right. yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, sometimes they they say you know take this overtime and work on the weekend, but you know I try not to do that. I try and just get it all done in the week and get get done what I can. So, what's the funniest bit that you ever came across? And and just like I, I imagine, I I can't imagine being an animator, but I imagine while you're animating it and while you're listening to that sound and you're syncing the animation to the sound and all that that you just might giggle at the script mm-hmm. and you might giggle at the everything. And 
That's a, such a unique show. Is there yeah. anything that you've had that's just been so just funny that you that it sticks out? Anything with Homer for me is is funny because he's he's got like a dainty kind of daintiness to him, but also a clumsiness and I don't know. It's it's just <laughs> like the combination of of all of his traits just make everything he does pretty hilarious, I think. Um, you know, a, a lot of times I, I can go an entire episode without really even laughing, you know, but there's always like one or two little things where I just like, I still, it gets me, you know, um, and, you know, it just makes me laugh, you know, I can't think of any specific kind of put me on the spot, but I can't. No, I, it's all funny. And at some point it's all work also. It, it yeah, becomes yeah. less funny when it takes, when it takes you an entire day to animate a, a 30 or 40 second sequence. It gets a lot less funny at that point. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. So it, it's just, it becomes sort of monotonous, but, but what happens is while you're in it, you're not really all that. You're not really laughing or anything. You're just trying to like think of the funniest poses you can come up with or, or whatever. And then you hit the playback button at the end. And if it's working, hopefully it makes you laugh and then hopefully it makes the director laugh and the the writers laugh. And then obviously the audience hopefully, you know, enjoys it. So yeah, we're so, really just kind of trying to impress this. So for me, the secret of success for like an animation studio is that all the artists are trying to make the other artists laugh, you know? And so if, if you can win them. Yeah. And really those are your peers. So that's kind of what you're, you're trying to really impress them to begin with, but yeah, you know, for sure. So I'm, I'm going to tell you about that sequence you showed me. Mm. It, you showed it to me. Maybe you shouldn't have, maybe mm. I, I don't know, but well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's aired by now. <laughs> oh, it, it, it has aired by now. And I didn't tell anybody about it mm -hmm. until I knew that it had, it, it had aired, but it was a scene in which, and I don't know the context of the episode at all. Cause I mm -hmm. haven't watched the whole thing, but I have watched the scene in final Homer Simpson had some fruit roll ups and some big league chew hmm. and he rolled it up like a cigar and then he held oh, it yeah. like a cigar and then he he chomped a bit off <laughs> and then he blew a bubble like you would blow a smoke ring and the right. bubble came out in the shape of a smoke ring <laughs> and it, it ended up floating out in the air for a second and then it landed on the on the floor with this kind of thud sound <laughs> and I, I i actually looked that up um not too long ago uh -huh. And that's what gave me the 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 idea. It's like maybe Jeremy would come on my podcast, you know. Mm -hmm. it, but uh, it's been it's been probably eight seasons ago. I mean, how long ago since we spent any time together? <laughs> that pro at least ten years, I would say. Gosh, um, yeah, because it was before you moved to yeah. to L.A. I mean, probably eleven or twelve years, even. You know, was it on a computer? Yeah, or was it on or was it on paper? It, it was it was on a computer. Um, you had a kind of a a, a tablet style yeah. computer that was tilted in front of you yeah. that you would draw directly on. Yeah. What is that? A Cintiq, Cintiq tablet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still have the same one actually. Still works. Yeah. They're like highly I, recommended. I would I would have figured that you would have dropped some donut juice or something on it. Some some I have inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Homer too. I think in fact. Um, if I could critique the show a little bit, I think I think it's genius. Mm -hmm. It's satire um, for all of life. There's lots of news stories that end up in the plot lines mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, 
but the first two seasons were all about Bart. Mm. And I think that that was okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that if they had continued making Bart the center of the show, it would have failed. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have lasted for 30 years or whatever. It's yeah. been. Where were we? 33? I don't know where we're at now. I think I'm working um, on 32. Yeah. I don't think it lasts that long, but when, when, when Homer became the center, mm-hmm. you can still have Bart stories, but it's more about the struggle of Homer trying to deal with his very, very different children. Mm-hmm. And he's just a doofus and mm-hmm. that, and that's great. Can you, maybe you don't know, but I mean, I would assume that you're somewhat of a Simpsons expert. I mean, <laughs> is Homer, is Hank Azaria, is he the one who does Homer's voice? Dan Castellaneta. Oh, that's right. Okay. Hank does. Hank does like a million other characters. Yeah. Um, he does like Mo and Wh- Chief Wiggum. Wiggum and and Apu. Yeah, he did Ap- Apu. I yeah, think. I think yeah, that changed recently. Anymore. In fact, that was a cool story how that changed. Yeah. You, you look that up on the internet if you yeah. want to read about it. Right. Um, but I thought that was really good. So, so Dan, did he make Homer or he really did? It, um, because it, it seems like the writers could do some, but unless unless he personifies that, yeah. you don't get Homer. Even in the script right now, even to this day. They'll say Homer, and it says annoyed grunt, and what that means is don't. That's so, that's the actual script line. That's the script line. Is it doesn't say dough with a no. apostrophe. I've never. I mean, maybe I have seen dough occasionally, but well, only on t-shirts. It might be like in in the description line or something. Dough is on this whatever. I don't know, but you know he yeah. It it never says dough when when Homer says dough. You know, so, but, so, so that's something that Dan, when he read Annoyed Grunt, he just improved, and that's what it is now. He, you know, he probably improved five or six or ten of them. Yeah, and Doe just kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. Doe, I, I don't, I know, I'm not saying it right. Right, right. Yeah, Doe, <laughs> Doe, a deer. Doe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll let you do that part. That's not me. Doe. Yeah, but um, Doe. Yeah, so he originally, if you if you watch the first couple seasons, he's really kind of cha- kind of trying to channel like a Walter Matthau, yeah, kind of kind of voice. And then like in the it's either the third or the fourth season, it just becomes what Homer is now. I think know? the third season is where where yeah. Homer really hit his stride. Yeah, and you know my kids honestly during the pandemic they started binging the oh, entire yeah. <laughs> set and. You know, I watched the first, some of them, and, and I remember those early, se- like, uh, I think it's season one where Bart ends up cheating his way into the smart kids' school uh-huh. and blows up the chemistry lab, right. uh, and Homer chokes him out, obviously, because that's yeah. what Homer does. Yeah. But that's, that that was the, that was a, it's a very, very different Homer. Mm-hmm. It's a different Bart. Um, in a lot of ways, well, it, and that, I believe, there were still like doing shorts on the Tracy Ullman show at the time. They might've been. Yeah. And so it was very variety show. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. anyway, it's just, I, I, I would say that I am a casual fan. I would not say I'm a core fan. I haven't watched all the seasons. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried to catch up, but there was a time when I was watching every episode, Mm -hmm. every time it would air. Um, Yeah. I think it's one of the more incredible artistic endeavors that's ever been in done and so you've got this team of people how many yeah. how many animators how many episodes do they have out at the same time oh getting my gosh the simpsons is, is kind of a unique show because it it's the last one of the last if not the last show that still does 
the the character layouts in in house. They don't ship it off to Korea, and so they'll well well after it goes from the storyboard, it goes into what's called layout, which is almost like an animator. It's like a layout artist on The Simpsons is basically an animator, uh-huh. and so they are setting up the scene to some degree. Um, but they're also posing out pretty much every pose that the the characters are going to have. It's it's like you might get a different pose every like three seconds or something. Well, it just depends on you know depends on the the acting of sure. of the of the actor um, and whatever the joke is. So you can't really say you know every third. So they're not doing the in between. There's there's a whole bunch you know. I feel like I have to I have to explain animation every time, but <laughs> no, no, that's cool. But but it, but it might you know maybe it's helpful. Is you know you'll have key poses where you know let's say Homer is going to strangle Bart, so he'll have an open hand pose, and then he'll have his hands around his neck pose, and then Bart's you know struggling poses. Um, but in between those key poses, someone's going to have to go, you know, put the ones that go in between. Oh, so the layout person actually sets the timing of the animation. Right. So but, he'll he'll do the main poses uh-huh. and then, or she, um, and then it'll go to a timer who will actually time out, okay, this pose is going to go here. We need this many drawings like in between here, you know, between these two poses, you know. Based then on maybe how many it frames holds. there are. Yeah, then maybe it holds. Um, in that pose and then from here to here we're going to need you know so x number of poses you know nine or ten poses wow. or something and so for one episode what's the team like i mean you've got storyboards mm-hmm. you've got layout direction mm-hmm. um acting and then the animators that fill in the gaps mm-hmm. between those key poses i mean is that a team of 20 30 40 80 people what are we yeah so at? so the animators that fill in the gaps are in korea mm-hmm. that that's part that's the part that goes because that that's a very you know, labor intensive job and, you know, it's like they outsource it to somewhere else, you know, so the animators overseas will do those in between drawings. They also do the cleanup drawings. So they make it look nice and clean. Yeah. Okay. And they scan it in to computers and they'll color it. Um, and then they, you know, put it on an FTP and we, we see the final, you know, version of it or whatever. Yeah, and I imagine, you know, The Simpsons did a really wise thing early on. They they chose a very simple color palette, mm-hmm. and it's probably grown over the years. But but everybody's yellow, mm-hmm. except if they're of a different ethnic origin, right? But every got that everybody's got that really sickly yellow yeah. skin. Yeah, there's only a couple of hair colors. Bart doesn't even have a hair color. He's, right. he's just got spikes. Like his skull is spiky, yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, and same with Lisa. Lisa, yeah, I mean, Maggie. It's, it's yeah, it's just kind of like there's so many things that they did that were pretty wise at the beginning mm-hmm. that make it so that you can that you can continue to do those things for um, consistency yeah. and, and 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 efficiency. Right, right. So, what I'm saying is that's a good business practice. Yeah, it, and I think you know. It's one of it's one of those things I think that didn't really it wasn't necessarily planned that way. It's just the unique sort of drawing style of Matt Groening. You know, he had his Life and Hell comics, and that's basically how he drew the drew his Life and Hell 
you know, comics was look, they looked like Simpsons, you know? And so he started, you know, he, he was in a pitch meeting apparently. And he just kind of was like, Oh, I don't want to give him my life and hell stuff. I'll give him this ugly looking family or whatever. And it worked. You and, know? and Santa's little helper. Yeah. Santa's little helper, yeah. <laughs> and that's the first episode, right? I think it is. It's not the first short for like from Tracy right. Owen, but it, it was the first full episode. You're right. When, when they had anyway. Yeah. Like that's a genius episode. Yeah. I mean, it started really well. And, yeah. and, uh, um, to be honest, I think our parents were all shocked and didn't want us watching that stuff. Right. Right. As over the years, I've kind of gone back and forth on that. I'm fairly conservative mm. religiously, mm. but at the same time, when like some things that really offended um, some some people I know, mm. it was lifted right from the news. I mean, it mm-hmm. was like they mm-hmm. they weren't like they weren't condoning lifestyles or anything. They were mm-hmm. just painting a picture mm-hmm. and painting the absurdest picture they could of some things. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man, what a you know. So so I as satire, I yeah. totally get it. Even yeah. if some of the subject matter um, might not be my cup of tea, right? Sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah, it's. But they're geniuses. Yeah, like it. It's it really. You know, there, there's some other shows that are more crude. You know, those can be funny too. Um, but the, I think the thing that makes The Simpsons a little different is that it really does have heart to it. So it's sort of like it's not just about making jokes. You know, one after another. Yeah, they actually are trying to tell a story that is emotionally you know, that you can emotionally connect with, you know, as a real person. So they, they're like the least realistic looking, but they're more realistic, almost emotionally. You know? Yeah. I was going to say it's very earnest. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, all these things we're talking about is why it's lasted so long. Um, I just, I don't know. So, so let's talk. I mean, that is the most fast. I could talk with you all day about that, <laughs> but, but I, I'm not sure that I wouldn't start repeating questions at right, some point. Right. Like what other things do you like to do? I mean, you, I would imagine that in your free time for fun, you wouldn't draw or maybe you yeah. would. <laughs> I, I wish I had more time to draw in my free time. But the truth is at the end of a day where I've been drawing all day and really yeah. trying storyboarding is the job is a job where you can't just phone it in. You really have to connect with that creative ether that's, you know, wherever that, that you're drawing inspiration from. And if you don't connect with it, it's like you're, you're, it's like you have to force it almost to, to hit that. So you just kind of just start drawing, even if it looks dumb, eventually you, you kind of hit that groove and then you're, you're off to the races, hopefully. Um, so by the time I'm done at the end of the day, I don't have the energy to like, let's, let me draw a picture or whatever. Um, but I do try to try to do, I've been trying to do these portraits lately. You know, I'll, I'll, um, if you, you know, on my Instagram, you, you know, you can see some of them. Um, and they're just, I'm using like these brush pens that are extremely unforgiving. I don't know why I got into doing them, but. Oh, you're actually doing it on <laughs> yeah, paper. Yeah. Yeah. On paper. Yeah. Wow. And you know, the, the tiniest little mistake and you're, you know, but. I really enjoy it because it kind of connects me to this sort of, I don't know, this almost a Zen kind of state where you're, that's all you can, you can think of right now is, is doing that because, 
you know, any distractions and you're going to mess it up. Yeah, for sure. And so, so, so what, what things do you do for fun outside of art? I mean, that's your entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, what keeps you going otherwise? Yeah, probably Reddit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is type, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so the things, you know, they're not going to sound anything like an artist, but one of my favorite things to do is to bake bread. Really? Um, yeah. Um, like from scratch? Yeah. Like sourdough bread. I have a starter in the fridge and it's too hot in the summer. So I haven't really been doing it lately, but does I, it rise too fast or something? It's just, well, you turn on the oven and it's already, you know, oh, 80 degrees. It's about your house. house. It's, yeah. it's about your house heating. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do have a, have a, uh, but you have to heat it up to like four, four seventy five. you know, oh, the, wow. like really hot. And so, yeah, that's for like, I, I just love baking bread. It's, it's like, there's something about, you know, like a, several years ago, I bought a bunch of like wheat for food storage, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm never going to use all this. So <laughs> I started baking bread and, you know. I usually don't make a whole wheat, you know, loaf, but I'll do like 20%, 25% of that's whole wheat. And so mm-hmm. I'll grind up the wheat and mix it in with some bread flour and stuff. So, man, that's fun. I mean, you're talking, you're grinding the the actual yeah. wheat to yeah. do it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you don't have some stones and you're cracking wheat. There's you know, stones if, in the basement. Honestly, if I could repeat the most, like my, my like um, dream would be, to create a loaf of bread that that is using all the methods that they were using like in the 1800s or or in the 1700s 1400s 1400s or, yeah. yeah that's a little harder to find information on but yeah or like you know they have these these roman bread that they found at pompeii you know and it's like these you know they're just like frozen in time kind of thing yeah um, that'd be fun to try to, to make one of those. Like, so I'd, I'd love to have like a, a brick oven in my backyard, you know, that I can fire up with, with some firewood. So and you really would want to grind the stone or grind the wheat. It would be, yeah, that stones. would be, be cool. Cause yeah, you can also I, with, with that method, you can, um, separate the bran from, so you could actually make like basically all purpose flour or bread flour from the actual kernels and stuff. So, but that's like a long way off. Cause my wife's not going to let me do that. <laughs> well, I, and I, I, you know, it's not really practical to, to do anyway. I no, but I mean, there's, there's an art to it. I, I try to cook bread once in a while yeah. and I'm probably not cooking it hot enough. And it's just, or my biggest problem is, is, is I follow these recipes mm-hmm. and we live in Utah. Utah is so dry. The flour doesn't have any moisture in mm-hmm. it. And so, so you, I end up under, under moisturizing mm-hmm. it so it can't rise because the flour is too tight. Yeah. Um, or the yeast can't work on it because there's not enough water in it. Or right. What, you know. So. Oh, like I would always say, over over hydrate it. You know. You all can day always long. bake it off. Well, because, <laughs> um, like you like you're saying, the the more hydrated, the more it's gonna the easier it's gonna rise. And as long as you're developing the gluten, mm-hmm. like it's gonna hold together. And people kind of panic when they see how wet it is, like, you know, but you you can still work with it. And I don't, I don't need it either. I do, I use a, a fold method. Okay. Um, 
So, so anyway. So, hey, any, yeah, that, well, um, you shouldn't get people who are cook hobbyists together. Because, there you go. Because they'll talk about it. Maybe the audience doesn't care. <laughs> right, right. And maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe they do, yeah. <laughs> It's more but, interesting than The Simpsons, I'll tell you that much. I, I don't know. I don't. Well, I guess bread has lasted more than thirty-two seasons, so maybe That's true. maybe you're right. Um, yeah. So, what other other things are you into? I mean, I also love gardening. That's like another. It's it's so for me. Like I like the things where you have to like put. I you know I I kind of was trying to figure it out. Like why do I like these things? And it's like the things where I'm like putting in the effort and the patience that pay off in like later, you know, mm-hmm. for me, for some reason, the build up to the payoff is extremely rewarding. Um, you know, I'm kind of in, you know, I'm kind of into Buddhism also. That's another sort of like side interest I have. And a lot of it is just like connecting with the here and now and, and not, you know, and so it's sort of like, even though I'm planning for the future, it's like, I have to do these things right now. I got to pull the weeds. I have to, you know, fold the, you know, fold the dough. And for some reason, when I get the reward from it, it's just like, I get this euphoria almost, you know? And it's like, I'm like trying to be like, what do you think of this bread? Isn't this so good? And you know, my, my, you know, family's like, yeah, it's good. It's really good. You know, but it's like, they're not, in, they're not like, for me, I'm almost like trying to put all that effort, you know, on them and be like, Hey, you know, you know, isn't this great? You know? And part of it is just that I've been doing these steps to get up to it, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I, I see that. I don't have that kind of patience. That's, yeah. That's not my deal. I yeah. like, in fact, I, I've dabbled in video production. Mm-hmm. That takes a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I have dabbled in, uh, you know, we're we're down in my recording studio. I've mm-hmm. dabbled in producing some music mm-hmm. here and there. And I produce all the music for my podcast, Bumper Music. Mm-hmm. But putting an album together takes a long, long time, mm-hmm. hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. And it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. But I find that the photography and the podcasting mm-hmm. is more instant gratification. Yeah. And I realize that that's not necessarily good. Working towards something long-term and finishing it is is a good thing. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say that one is better than the other. I mean. No, what, I, I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is, is I admire that because yeah, yeah. I don't have the patience um, to take on a long-term projects, uh, project. I want to do something that that I can feel proud of, mm. but I, I want to do it professionally, mm-hmm. but I, but I'm gravitating towards those things for the finished product yeah. is less time mm-hmm. and there's more payoff for me. It's more mm-hmm. satisfying to get something done yeah. than it is to get something long done. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Um, and usually that's how I am most of the time (laughs) is sort of like the, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to like do what is good for right now, you know? And, um, but it's just like these little side hobbies are what sort of takes me out of that, you know, puts me into, to this, like, you know, I've, I've thought of doing a podcast too, but I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. You know, it's like, what would I even do it about? (laughs) You know, but you, you have like this vision that, that already came to you. And so for you, it's almost like, 
this, um, you know, it's like uh, what Bruce Lee, you know, he said, be like water, you know, and it's like yeah. you're, you're sort of following the flow mm-hmm. that your life is putting in front of you. So I don't think you need to necessarily, you know, do for me, it's like because I enjoy those things, that's like following my little stream, you know. Have you ever thought about something like a bonsai tree? I, I actually have one. <laughs> so how long have you had it? And did you, are you the one who started it? So no, my daughter went and my son, when they first started Sky Ridge, you know, they, they joined the bonsai club and they, you know, my daughter got the tree. I don't think Austin got, got a tree, but my daughter, you know, actually got the tree. I think we paid, you know, I don't know, five bucks or something. It's just like a. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a starter. Not, it's not even a. A real, like I would, I guess a bonsai treat isn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't have to be any particular plant, but I think it's a jade plant, I think, oh, or something. Okay. And anyway, so she brought it home, you know, and I'm always like, so what are you going to do, you know? And she just got bored with it. And so I'm, I'm just kind of like, so it's a school project that dad did. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't think she ever went back to the snip, snip, you're getting class. a good grade this yeah. time. Snip, 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 snip. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm definitely not. Any kind of level of trying to even do it. It's just like, it's there. So I'm like, you know, maybe it'd be better if I snip this part off. And, you know, it's finally coming together after like five years or something. But Well, because I think, you know, that's, you talk about the rewarding nature Mm -hmm. of that. That sounds like the ultimate patience reward Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And some of those trees are like, you know, they pass down Mm -hmm. through generations and and they're hundreds of years old and stuff. That that to me sounds like exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about... uh, uh, loving, um, the the payoff of a long adventure like that. Right, right. Yeah, totally. So, we've talked some about that. What What about your family? What What uh, you've got kids in high school. They're out of high school now. Did they graduate? Yeah. Okay, so you've got kids that are out of high school. You're are you and your wife empty nesters now? No, we have we have another one that we had in California. And oh, so she's, I didn't you might not even, even know about her. Yeah. yeah. She's. We hung out for a bit here and uh-huh. there yeah. until you moved. And right. then since you moved back, I like, we just I lost touch. I know. Um, But yeah. So, but what, I mean, what's, what's the goal? I mean, eventually um, the Simpsons isn't going to hold for you, whether, whether you age out and retire mm-hmm. or whether you do, whether you move on to another opportunity or whatever, or maybe you stay there forever and ever, and then you then you keel over in your studio while you're drawing, right? Mm-hmm. But what what's where do you want to be with your family, mm-hmm. with with your career? Like, what's, what does the future look like for you? I would love it if I just like won the lottery and you know sail off into the sunset. But I mean, I know that's not well. What's <laughs> this, what does that look like? What happens then? No, I mean, I you know. I th- it's fun working on The Simpsons, but um, I have done a few side projects. Um, I actually quit The Simpsons about a year ago um, and worked on a little Peanuts special. Oh, yeah. It's going to be on Apple TV. I don't know when it's going to be on. Um, but I worked on that for about eight months and then went back on The Simpsons. And so, yeah, I mean. Did did you find it hard to draw the peanuts style? Or? It was actually very difficult to get a handle on. Once I got a handle on it, I I got pretty because it's a very different it. style and it it's is. very iconic. You can't mm-hmm. mess that up. It's it's sort of it's almost very similar to the Simpsons because 
they have a very specific look, but it's like completely different from what the Simpsons are like. And so, yeah. And a huge catalog of those characters looking exactly like that since the dawn of time. Right. Yeah. Huge. We had, they, they gave us like, um, all the comics that had ever been made. Oh, seriously. And it was like 50, 50 years, over 50 years of, of comics. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of focused on like a certain time frame in those comics, but uh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but it was they, those yeah. did evolve. Like you mm-hmm. can see, some of the earlier stuff is mm-hmm. a little rougher. I mean, I mean, obviously Schultz is a genius, mm-hmm. and there's a reason that it lasted so long too. Yeah. But uh, when you see some of the older ones, you're like, oh, well, I guess these characters did have to develop over time, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's true, and you know, different cultural things that kind of came up. Like Franklin was in, introduced at some point. Yeah. And he was, you know, uh, you know, it was like an African American kid, and he was just. You know, this is a time when it was that would have been controversial, but he still put him in and and uh, he was he treated him just like he was another like the kids all treated him just like he was another character. Yeah, there was even there wasn't any mention of of that of his race or anything. So, well, and I I read an article some some guy wrote about Charlie Brown went to kick that football for 43 years or something like mm-hmm. that until he finally got a chance to actually hit the ball with his foot. <laughs> Lucy pulled it away every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a resilience to mm-hmm. Charlie Brown that, mm-hmm. that uh, it's endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, that kite always gets stuck in the tree. The right. fo- football always gets pulled. <laughs> and honestly, he is a champion of positivity. Yeah. As a loser. And right. I mean that I yeah. mean that in the good sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he, one of the directives uh, or one of the character traits that he has when, you know, you're kind of getting this beginning material is Charlie Brown can never win. Like that is, you know, his team can never win, you know, his. Yeah, because even when he did kick the ball, yeah. it was an utter failure because he had, didn't have enough practice. Enough practice, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. And, and. Gosh, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, that bothered me. Yeah. It it bothered me because everything on TV and in the media is so easy. Yeah. You're not watching Teen Wolf without knowing that they're going to win the championship. And I know Teen Wolf is the most prescient um, mm-hmm. current example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> but they always win the championship and save the day. Right. You know, like the, you're not. So Charlie Brown is. Uh, yeah. Pe- Peanuts is. Wow. I did I didn't even know that. That's yeah. you're you're talking about two of the most iconic and important franchises in in um comic history. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it it was you know, my, my friend was directing on it and he asked if I wanted to work on it and I was like, "Heck yeah, that'd be amazing." That's and crazy. Yeah, it was it was really um I learned so much on that. You know, I was working with you know, some pretty big guys in the, you know, um, feature animation, you know, business side of things, TV and feature kind of different, you know, sub, you know, genres. And so you, they don't, a lot of people don't mix, you know, and so it was good to see kind of a different where I, I felt like on the Simpsons, like sort of plateaued and I'm kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a really good artist on the Simpsons and, 
blah, blah, blah. And then I went on the peanuts and I was just blown away at like, this is just a complete other level of, of artistry on, on this show. And, you know, I feel like I, at, by the end, I, I feel like I, I rose up, you know, to it and, it's you, helped me on the Simpsons. Now I was that I'm just going to ask Simpsons. that. Yeah. Do you feel like that, 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 that reinvigorated your, your work on the Simpsons? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've, I've, I've been, I've gotten better on the Simpsons because of my time on the peanuts, which had, there's so many rules on the peanuts where they're the opposite of the rules on the Simpsons, you know? And it, it was, you know, it, it sort of helped me like, switched the way I thought about things a bit, you know, and I'll, I'll try and break rules on the Simpsons and see if I can get away with it just because it looks cool or because, you know, I, but that's the culture of the whole show is, yeah. is that entire show is a broken rule. Right. Right. It, it seems, it seems like that that would fit. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it does not seem like that would fit in the peanuts. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. I shouldn't have said the peanuts. Right. It's, Peanuts. peanuts right there you go <laughs> let's let's be clear about this i a uh, man i sing in some bands and it always annoyed me when they put the word the in front right. of the band name um uh anyway so um i don't know where i wanted to go with you yeah, mm-hmm. like all the things we've talked about are interesting to me um i really don't even know what to ask to conclude but like what's what's your i guess i want to ask then what's your life goal what i mean what do you see from now into the future mm. that's going to bring you peace long term? What What do you want to do with your life? Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> I would say, my I've I've kind of come to a, a a place where I'm not trying to have goals that I'm I'm trying to live up to. Because I've, I've sort of come to the feeling like, you know how you'll, when you're young, you have these expectations of like, oh, I'm going to have kids. We're going to be like this, you know, it's going to be amazing. And then you're like changing diapers and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get That's up again. not amazing. <laughs> and then you have teenagers and they're, they're having problems that you never would have imagined. And you, you know this this sort of expectation you have is you know it just seems like such a silly thing from back you know so long ago and um i feel the same way now like if i was 20 years in the future looking back now at what my dreams are of when i'm 60 or whatever 65 or whatever um that i would just think they're silly you know but it's almost like I'm trying to learn, you know, put money in my 401k so I can make the, you know, choices of, of, of retirement. But it, it's sort of like, I'm trying to just live for now, you know, and enjoy what's happening now. Um, and th- that's really what, you know, dealing with the problems of now, you know, still planning for the future, but not putting a lot of weight on those plans um and trying to you know why do i have to wait till i retire or you know why do I, why am i trying to reach this point where i can finally be happy when i can reach that point now i can just mm-hmm. just be there now um and i'm not always happy you know I'm, i have plenty of problems and 
you know, dark times. And, um, but it, it's also, I can be with those dark times right now and not be thinking about like, oh man, I just got to get over this hump and then I'll be happy again. No, it's, it's, we're here now. Now is, you know, all we have really. And like, almost like what you said about water. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's, uh, was it Bruce Lee who you mm-hmm, quoted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just water is always seeking, um, I guess rest, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you don't, you don't go uphill with the water yeah. once in a while. It doesn't mean you don't have challenges, it yeah. mean, but it does mean that, that while you're dealing with those challenges that you need to fit into the channels mm-hmm. that fate throws at you is, is that, yeah, I mean, and that doesn't mean you have to accept things that um, you feel are wrong. Um, a lot of people hear that kind of philosophy and they think, well, it's just like a willy-nilly, you know, who, who would drink, get anything done? Eat, drink, and be married right. type of thing, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to get anything done? But it, it's more of like a, um, like, let's say you're, you're in a rapid, you know, to continue the, the water analogy, you're in the rapids. Um, if you try and swim against the rapids, you're going to quickly get tired and you're going to drown, you know. And it just takes longer to get through the rapids yeah. if you're swimming against the current. But if you can find a way to, like, maneuver with the rapids to get around the rock or try and swim over to the shore, but you're you're not, like, going against the, the rapids, you're just trying to use the rapids almost to your advantage to get, get out of them, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people would say that's, it's really reactionary is, 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 would you consider that reactionary or would you consider that proactive in a way? And how? It's probably somewhat both because, you know, you, you can plan for, you know, scenarios or whatever, but until you're in the, in it, you're not going to be, no, if you want to take that analogy further, it sure helps if you know, if you have a boat or if, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, or, or oars and oars and maybe some training in how to use the boat, you know? And so, um, you know, it's, it, it, you can add layers to this. You don't have to necessarily be, you know, it's like, yes, I am. I have gone a certain direction in my life. I could have gone a different direction, but I went this direction because, um, it was sort of the path that was put in front of me, but I still did the work, you know, it's not like and you're I, not, and you're not at the mercy of that path. Either. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was sensing that in there, but, mm-hmm. but it was sounding a lot, no. it was sounding really short term and really, yeah, yeah. uh, avoidant. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I didn't feel like that's what you meant. So I, no, no, I wanted no, to clarify that with you. That was a good, good, good way to say it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I do, you know, I, I hope, I have hopes for my children that they're going to be successful or, you know, happy. They're going to have kids. Um, but you know, if that doesn't happen, I'm still going to love them and I'm still not, I'm not going to be disappointed in them, you know? And so same with, you know, my life going forward. I mean, who knows what could happen? You know, I could lose my whole family, you know, and I'm the only one left or I, you know, lose a bunch of, people in my family uh, now I'm going I don't know why I'm going so dark but it's sort of like you you know you can't this so it's good to plan for the future but it's also good to roll with what's happening now so 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's a great place to end it, but, uh, I've really appreciated this conversation. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, been it's been good to catch up, but it's yeah. also I'm super intrigued by by the work you're doing, and I learned that you did peanuts too. Yeah, which yeah. that's that's intriguing. Also, yeah. anyway, I really appreciate you. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. Um, oh yeah. So so if people want to find you online, you talked about your Instagram. Where do they go? So my Instagram is j e r m seventy six. So germ 76. So that's pretty much it. So yeah, I've got mostly I just take pictures of flowers <laughs> in my garden. Fair enough. Or, or insects, but I do occasionally post like a drawing or something I do. So yeah, that's cool. Well, I, I, I have not followed you. I didn't think about following you, but I have always been interested in what you do. And I'm glad you showed up on my podcast and you yeah. showed up big. This is a good one. Good, good. I'm glad, glad it worked out. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. Thanks a lot. So that's Jeremy. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I certainly did. I did not know beforehand that he was an animator for the Peanuts special that he did. And gosh, I could have gone for a whole other hour talking to him about that. And and uh, anyway, I just really enjoyed what he brought. I really enjoyed also this idea that uh, you should have expectations and goals and you should should work towards them. But you should also go with what life hands you and that you should adjust on the fly as needed to make sure that uh, to make sure that you're not dissatisfied, I guess, with with what life does bring you. Anyway, I, I, I liked that at the end there. I hope you I hope you drew some inspiration from that. I certainly did. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please keep listening. Tell your friends about it. Thank you. see if i can figure out what it is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the silence could be cut out right